Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hey everybody, Kyler Davenport here on Alternative Public Radio International, and we are be <laughs> we are be <laughs> we are glad to be <laughs> on air tonight. We really are. We are be we are be. I'm getting Alzheimer's. I swear to God. Uh, yeah, I was talking to somebody about that today. I'm starting to forget names and uh, numbers and people and places and. You know, it starts small, and then it grows, and then bang, you're in full-blown Alzheimer's. Oh, my God, I hope I don't get it. I was talking about my family uh, didn't really have a history of Alzheimer's until their late, late age. And I'm hoping that I at least wait until I'm 85 or so to start losing the rest of my memory. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Alzheimer's is a terrible thing. I'm not making fun of it. It is a horrible, horrible disease to have. And in my opinion, it is definitely from the environment. We are definitely killing ourselves and killing our brain cells with all of these things that we put on our body and in our stomachs and in our arms and in our mouths and uh, the land, the air, and uh, it's all poison. You know, the water. Uh, i tell you, a recent story that I was looking at is, uh, well, besides the Panama Papers, which we'll talk a little bit about here in a minute, um, which is big news, big news all over the place uh, right now, is the oceans in the West Coast, uh, on the West Coast, all the way from California, all the way up north to the Bering Straits, and around uh, and within the Canadian borders is poison uh, acidifying uh, ocean waters uh, due to acidification, obviously. Uh, we don't we don't know what's causing it. I say we, meaning I'm a part of you, and you're a part of them, and we are a part of each other. So we do, we do not know what is causing all of this acidification. You know, is it from nuclear uh, facilities? Is it from chemtrails? 
Is it from all of the, uh, I know what you're thinking, all of the above, all of the above. Is it from the ships dumping hundreds of thousands of tons of garbage off in sewage into the ocean? Uh, is it from river runoff with all of our pesticides and things that we put on our crops? Uh, what is it? It's all of the above. Um, I'm not a big uh, global climate change kind of guy, uh, thinking that human beings are destroying uh, the atmosphere. But then again, hey, what's going on here? I mean, uh, it really does look like we're having an effect, if anything else, on the water. Uh, when you start seeing oceans that are this acidified, uh, we've got a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Oysters and crabs are affected. The ecosystem is affected all the way around, including the coral reefs that are out there, which fish depend on, uh, and other seagoing mammals depend on to live. Um, so, you know, it's a bad situation all the way around, and not any one of us can solve the problem. It's going to take a whole bunch of us to solve the problem, and I know that we have a lot of uh, non-governmental agencies working on it. A lot of nonprofit organizations and a lot of private corporations are working diligently around the clock to try to solve these problems along with the, um, along with, uh, the oceanic uh, people, um, atmospheric administration, so forth and so on. A lot of uh, three-letter agencies, I'm sure, are involved in this also, uh, regulating or trying to regulate uh, what's going into the waters, into the oceans, into the rivers. But it's just not working. It's simply not working. We are poisoned. We are poisoned. It is too late to turn the clock back. I don't think that's going to happen within my lifetime, and I'm 59, 60 years old here. Which is it, 59 or 60? Well, take your guess. Any guess is good. Uh, it's going to take a lot to bring this back uh, to normal. And, yes, it was normal at one time. We didn't have all these chemicals and toxins and poisons going into the water uh, 75, 80 years ago. Uh, yes, that short of a time, 150 years ago, uh, we didn't have all of this, these poisons, these synthetics. Uh, we didn't have all this GMO stuff that we know of. Uh, we didn't have all of these nuclear facilities, and we didn't have all of these corporations spewing toxins and poisons into the air through their smokestacks. Uh, we didn't have ocean liners uh, 150 years ago out there dumping hundreds of thousands of tons of trash in the open waters of international waters. It is a real problem, and I'm, I'm going to start doing my diligence to post all that I can post about dumping garbage in the damned ocean. And I'm going to do all I can to support those that are working on cleaning up the oceans and trying to uh, increase regulation on these companies that are responsible for dumping into our lakes and our rivers and our streams and ultimately the ocean. Uh, water, we only have so much of it. We're not ever going to get any more. It's not going to be created. What we have is what we've got, and we're going to have to deal with that. But, you know, it's a problem, and I, I just want all of you to be aware of it and talk to your friends about it and talk to your neighbors and coworkers and relatives, and, and let's get the word out that we need to stand behind these organizations that are attempting to clean up the waters. Uh, we have to drink this water. Our children have to drink this water, and it's very important that we uh, do everything in our power 
to try and stop any more poisoning that's going on. I can't stand. It makes me sick to my stomach. It literally makes me sick to my stomach to think uh, how much junk we're pouring into our waters. And it, it, it really uh, floors me at how much junk we're putting into our bodies. And it also shocks me to no end that we have allowed uh, these manufacturers and distributors to do this to us. And we take these products in. We suck these products down. And uh, it really just amazes me how we've let ourselves do this or how the brain functions or does not function in such a way as to allow ourselves to partake of these poisons. Um, I do it. I'm, you know, I'm guilty. I'm as guilty as charged. Um, but I can at least sit here and talk about it, and I can at least try and do better. Um, I can at least try and support other people who are trying to do better, and we can all work together, and hopefully, hopefully, we can clean this mess up. I know everybody's talking about the Panama Papers. You know, folks, my God, uh, this is one of the largest leaks uh, in history of mankind, of the printing press, I mean, of digital age. This is the largest leak. This is the biggest hoax. This is the biggest fraud uh, that's ever been perpetrated on humanity. But, I, I, you know, I've, I've been talking about this for, for, for uh, years. And, uh, of course, nobody's been listening. Um, and if they have, they didn't care because it's happened, and now the pages have been leaked. Over 11 million pages, I think, or something like that have been leaked, uh, whatever it is. It's an enormous amount of paper uh, emails that have been leaked. It makes the Benghazi thing look like nothing, absolutely nothing. But again, the Clintons are involved, uh, either directly or indirectly or both, uh, and the Clinton administration people are involved. Uh, Vladimir Putin is involved. Um, this... Uh, billionaire uh, and Russia-controlled bank is involved, uh, Sidney Blumenthal, through Sidney Blumenthal, uh, Blumenthal, that's, never mind, I was going to say something, that's a Jewish name, okay, whatever, it doesn't really matter, uh, but Clinton has been linked, linked to this, and, uh, you know, Donald Trump, I wouldn't be surprised if he has offshore money in Panama, and of course, the trade deals all had to do with Panama, Colombia, and India's. And so it's like, well, we, we all just sit back and did nothing uh, while these corporations put these big trade deals together to supposedly create jobs uh, and make the global trade uh, environment a little bit better. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, where's that 70,000 jobs Hillary Clinton promised, you know, with Panama, Panam Panamanian deal? Well, Panama's economy is hardly nothing. But uh, the great thing about putting your money in Panama is they don't have tax regulations. Uh, if they do, they're very small. Uh, they're totally top secret. No other country can gather information concerning your bank accounts in Panama. And um, it's just a big secret deal. Trillions of dollars offshore money. Bernie Sanders is probably involved, too, even though he's the one that was talking about it and bitching about it as Hillary Clinton was proposing the trade deal um, a few years ago. But... Um, it's amazing how we've let this go as we have our oceans. I mean, here we are again. All of these big shots are putting trillions of dollars in offshore accounts that are untaxed, and uh, here the people are taking the crumbs off the table uh, in the United States and taking it up the ass really hard. 
what can I say? What can I say? What can I do but come on air and say, hey, things are really, really fucking bad, folks. And, uh, you know, if you can't take the heat, get out of the oven. If you don't like my language, get off this show, turn somewhere else, go somewhere else. I don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit. I mean, we are up to our ass in trouble here uh, in more ways than than one or a thousand or ten thousand. And um, we're not going to be able to turn this thing around. If you have any brain cells left, you'll know that we're not going to be able to turn this thing around. Anybody that says we are is living in another world. They're living in a cave somewhere. They've been hiding under a bed. Moment of silence while I have a drink of my Dr. Pepper. But, you know, you know, I, I talk to people every day still that say, oh, it's going to get better now that we're going to have so-and-so and such-and-such such in. And, the, you know, the GOP's, uh, yeah, the majority of the House and Senate's GOP. Um, you know, I had those numbers, but they're not not—they're really kind of irrelevant. But uh, both majority, uh, GOP majority rule House and Senate. And it doesn't matter if it changes. To It doesn't matter if it changes. It doesn't matter if it's Democratic or Republican. It's going to be the same shenanigan going on inside the House and Senate. It's going to be the same shenanigan going on there in Washington. It's going to be the same shenanigan going on at the Vatican. It's going to be the same shit, different day, going on at the Fed, Federal Reserve, the Council on Foreign Relations, um, it's it's all going to be the same. I don't know why we even have these discussions. I really don't. No wonder some of my other sister station hosts are crazy and drunk and stoned on air all the time, constantly. I, I guess that's all they can do. I mean, I feel like I ought to be drunk and stoned. I mean, uh, have a bunch of yahoos on air with me, and we could just kick, kick them up and shoot them up. Um, because, you know, you talk about this stuff so much, and it gets old. And uh, it's like you you really can't talk about it enough, and you wonder if people are listening, and then even if they're listening, you wonder what the hell we can do about it, which is nothing, Uh, or to say the least, not very much. We're not doing anything about it. We're just simply not. We're simply not coming together. Facebook is um, a prison uh, for, for people who are just lazy, lame brain. They have nowhere to go, nothing to do. They have no friends. They have no acquaintances. They have no goals, no objectives. I don't know what the hell they, they're doing in their day job. Probably the same thing, wasting time, killing time, going to meetings. Um, but we are in one hell of a shape. And, you know, to sit up here on the mountain and look outside right now, it looks like everything's just wonderful, copacetta, beautiful, fantastic, peaceful. But it's not. It's simply not. It's hard for me to stretch my mind beyond the mountain. Sometimes I, when I'm looking outside here at all the beautiful red robins and the deer and the raccoon and the dogs and the cats and the birds and the turkeys, I'm, I'm thinking, ah, oh, you know, the world isn't such a bad place after all. But then I get to looking and thinking, and oh, my God, it is sick. It is sick what's going on, what's really, truly, honestly going on at the core of this system it is beyond sick what's going on at the core of this system and what's even sicker is most people are clueless to the fact that it's that sick that it's that bad that it's uh it's that rotten to the core um 
where, where do we get the word lame brain? Lame brain, airhead, sheeple, people, massive, passive. That's where we get the word zombie. Zombie, you're a zombie. You're a massive, passive. You're a sheeple, people. You're an airhead. You're a lame brain. Where do we get that? Well, I talk to people every day. I'm not going to be specific here tonight. I'm not going to be specific or I'll get in trouble with my producer because I'll be talking about people that know us very well. But I know some lame brains, people. I know some lame brains in high places. And uh, I know some lame brains who are running organizations who shouldn't be running those organizations. They're running them into the ground, if anything. And uh, they're getting federal and state funding and local funding. And they should not be at the helms of those organizations. And I know many CEOs that are running their companies into the ground. Uh, but that's kind of irrelevant. I'm talking more about nonprofit organizations in this particular case. But uh, running running these corporations into the ground and uh, doing absolutely nothing uh, above and beyond the call of duty. And uh, we're not going to solve the problems by just doing what is basically necessary to get by. That's what I'm talking about. Most people are just doing what's basically necessary to get by, and that's all. They're not really pushing the envelope because if they do, they get in trouble for being politically incorrect or for stepping over the line or whatever. And uh, in our politically correct society, you have to step so lightly and you have to be so careful. Not only what you do, but what you say can get you in trouble with other folks. And uh, this is becoming a real problem. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it's coming from. And I'm not going to try to speculate tonight where it's coming from. But it's here, and it's definitely affecting the forward movement of these organizations and operations and systems and subsystems and systems and microsystems and microsystems. It's affecting each and every one of us every single day. I'm sure many of you can give uh, plenty of examples of political correctness and how it's uh, impeding the flow of progress, real progress in these organizations, corporations. Uh, we are becoming so sensitive, hypersensitive to things in the environment, uh, including each other. Um, I really don't know where this is all coming from, but it's definitely not a good thing. Uh, we have definitely a lack of passion, uh, a lack of great energy uh, that I remember back in the 80s that we had. Back in the 70s and 80s, we had passion. We had energy. We were fearless. We were bulletproof, you know, advocates and activists. And uh, things have changed drastically over the years. Um, over the last 30 years or so, things have really taken a dive for the worst. And... Uh, I'll put on my tinfoil hat and say that it's probably the food. It's probably the water. It's probably the air that we're breathing in. It's probably the the products and things that we're putting on our bodies and putting in our bodies uh, that's creating the problems. Uh, there may even be some kind of uh, mind control going on from from some entity or agency or organization that's going on that we don't know anything about. I mean, look at Roswell in 48, June of 48. Look at Roswell and the reverse engineering that went on uh, with the craft there at Roswell. Well, you know, that craft supposedly was eons ahead of anything that we had at the time technologically. Uh, so just think about how much technology was gained in the area of mind control 
if they had those types of uh, re reengineering, back engineering programs going on with uh, um, with propulsion uh, projects and space technology, just think about what they can do to the human mind. I mean, we know what kind of mind control weapons they have that are stationary. We have a lot of those on the internet now. We have a lot of uh, projects and experimentation going on with home projects where you can affect someone's brain. So, um, you know, if people are doing home projects uh, that can affect someone's brain, just think what a scientific budget can do with a trillion dollars. Can you think about that? Can you even fathom that? Can you even comprehend that? Let me take another drink of my pepper here. Boy, that was bigger than a drink. That was a gulp, and that was good. Um, you know, I'm glad I'm not drinking whiskey or beer. I'm glad I don't do drugs, um, and I say that from the bottom of my heart. I'm really glad that I don't drink whiskey or beer, and I'm really glad that I don't do drugs. Uh, I'm still smoking, but... Uh, Man, the rest of it is just bad news. Just bad news, folks. Drugs and alcohol, bad news. Destroying so many families, destroying so many, so many people. You know, it's it's really costing the United States hundreds of millions of dollars to take care of folks who destroy themselves every day with drugs and alcohol. But there again, who am I? Who am I to judge? You know. All I can do is give you my opinion. All I can do is tell you that uh, I could be on drugs and alcohol, and I'm glad I'm not. I never did have that addictive personality that some people have, you know. They can't take just one or two drinks. They've got to have 10 or 12, 15, 25 drinks. They've got to get shit-faced drunk, and then they've got to take a bunch of drugs on top of that. You know, that's a bigger problem than than most people know about what it's costing us in the United States, not only for people that are drinking themselves to death and taking drugs, but those folks that are uh, living unhealthy lifestyles, eating all kinds of poison food and junk food. Um, this is going to cost trillions over uh, the next few decades. Are we thinking about these things? Well, I am. I'm thinking about these things, and maybe my voice can touch one or two people out there, and those one or two people might go and touch one or two more people, and it just goes on and on exponentially. And that's the way I look at it when I come on air. I always think like that. If I have one listener, or if I have 15 or 25 or 50 or 1,000 or whatever, I'm touching somebody's life out there. And, you know, not everybody likes me. Uh, I'm very difficult to get to know takes time to get to know me um, I can come across like a real asshole but I'm not I'm really not an asshole I'm just very passionate about everything that I do and I'm very passionate about life and living and being and consciousness and I'm very passionate about community and I'm very curious about the collective mind and the human brain. I've always been curious since I was a small child. 
old enough to think and talk, make a sentence, I've always been very interested in life and living, being, consciousness, community, the collective mind. I've always been interested in religions around the world. I've always been interested in the way people think, the way people act, the way people carry themselves. I've always been very amused by humanity itself. People have called me out for being too serious, too analytical, too forceful, too uh, aggressive, but um, that's just the way I am. Uh, granted, I've calmed down a lot over the years. I've calmed down a whole lot just over the last five years. I'm getting older, wiser. Um, as I said the other night, I really don't give a shit anymore, but I really do. I really do give a shit. Um, I come across sometimes like I just don't give a shit anymore. And, and, and in some ways, I don't. In some ways, I don't. I'm not the advocate I used to be. I'm not the activist I used to be. I'm not out there jumping in the middle of everybody's shit like I used to do. Um, I'm, I'm trying to live my own life. I'm trying to protect myself. I'm trying to secure my future, what, what little I have left. I'm trying to make sure that I have a roof over my head and something to eat. I can stay warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And I feel really good that my life has uh, come this far. I feel really good that I've made it this far without being uh, killed or put in jail, as many people are in prison today. Um, I feel really good that I've come this far without contracting some kind of deadly disease or illness um, or having some kind of major injury, like I have a friend who's paralyzed. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, I'm just talking about life. That's what alternative public radio is really for, is to talk about life, is to come on air. And, you know, we don't do that enough. I bring on these people, and they get off on this stuff and carry everything to here and yonder. And uh, the show just ends up, I don't know, going down the rabbit hole, as some might say. I've been talking a lot about sovereignty here lately. And um, we're going to be talking about sovereignty again on Sunday night. Um, what is sovereignty? We're going to be talking about that. Uh, what is it to be a patriot? We're going to be talking about that. What is the militia? We're going to be talking about that. And posse comitatus. We're going to be talking about um, separating from the system, living off-grid, Okay, bring them in. We're going to be talking about living off-grid. We're going to be talking about some of these things. And, and you know, it's um, it's not something that, that I'm all excited about, uh, overly excited about. But I am very interested in what my co-host uh, and my guest have to say, like Ed Johnston and Piper Casper. Uh, very interested in what Ed has done and where Ed has been and Ed's experience and Ed's background and Ed's passion for what he does and Piper Casper's passion for what she does. Very interested in all of these things. And as I told someone today, um, 
we're ringing up Ed Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, Mr. Ed. So, so anyway, we. Um, I was talking to someone today, and they asked me if I was a sovereign, and I told them no. I am not a sovereign. And I said that very quick. I said, no, I'm not a sovereign. I said, I have a driver's license. I have a social security card. I have a birth certificate and, uh, I carry insurance on my vehicle. Although I don't now I've gotten out of that contract. Um, and I've gotten out of the driver's license contract. What am I talking about? So I've, I'm out of those two contracts. So I'm lying to you again here. I'm forgetting what I'm out of. I'm Good morning. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you. I see you there, Ed, on the radar. Um, how are you, Ed? I'm doing good. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, I was just going to say that I am uh, more off the radar than I pretend to be, uh, you know, and it's not everybody's business just how far off the radar I am, but I I am off the radar. Um, as far as the Internal Revenue Service, I'm off the radar. I've been on the radar with them. Believe me, I've had my battle with them. Believe me, I've gone round and round with them. Believe me, we've danced. We have danced. And uh, I'm off the radar with them, and I'm off the radar with the DMV, and I'm off the radar with uh, um, uh, the insurance uh, company. You don't have to deal with insurance anymore. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I am. But But am I a sovereign? No, I'm not. I'm not a sovereign. What I consider myself... I consider myself a human being, whatever the hell that is. And that's nobody else knows what that is either, by the way. Not even the smartest scholar on the planet knows what a human being is or a person or a people or a me or a you or a they or a them or an us. We simply do not know scientifically what that is. Um, we don't even know if we exist or not, uh, to tell you the truth. We have no idea how we exist or why we exist we we do not know what our what our ultimate purpose is, even if we might have a purpose. We may not even have a purpose. This whole thing may be completely purposeless, and that may be just okay too, you know. But we have fun. We have fun talking within the capacity of living and learning and loving. When Ed Johnston, I'll say Mr. Ed, comes on, uh, we talk about this thing called sovereignty. We talk about Ed's background and Ed's passion and Piper's passion. Y'all are y'all know we've been on air doing this for a while now, and we're going to continue to do this because mm-hmm. I'm interested in it. So, Ed, I was just trying to tell everybody tonight, basically, the world is pretty fucked up, and uh, it's really more fucked up than we could ever imagine how fucked up it really is, especially looking at these Panama Papers since I've been digging, doing a lot of research into the Oh, you like those? 11 million pages of emails that would just knock the socks off of anybody who had half a brain. Uh, this, if this doesn't wake the world up, I'm, I'm leaving for somewhere. I'm going to get a fucking passport and get the hell out of here. If the Panama Papers don't wake this nation up to the biggest fraud, the biggest scam in the, in the mm-hmm. history of mankind. You know, and I've been talking about this for years, and nobody's been listening. I told everyone what the trade deals were about. I told everyone it was all about offshore uh, uh, tax havens. And, of course, everybody told me I was nuts. I was on something. I needed to go take my medications and see my doctor. So, you know, like the North American Trade Union? Yeah, and now it's all here. <laughs> and, of course, you know, now it's all here with the TPP and the transatlantic uh partnership and the trans-pacific partnership and nafta 
And everybody's going, oh, Kyler, God, you were right. We really should have listened to you. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Yep. Fuck you. You didn't listen. You made fun. You said I needed a psychiatrist. You said this could never happen in the United States of America. <laughs> well, guess what? It did. Right, Ed? Now I know exactly what you're referring to. I've had people try to explain that to me, and it's like, see, like I tell everybody, I'm a lawful bloodline American. That's what I am. My family's been here that long. I have roots here. And so I could prove historical facts of the bloodline of how we, that's the only way to protect this country. And people are slowly grasping onto it. But, folks, you got to realize one point. Either you're legal or lawful. And if you don't work together on both sides, there ain't going to be no freedom. We're going to be under the worst dictatorship that you can imagine if they get their way coming up December. Well, let me say that we are all ready beyond that it has just been soft soft it has mm-hmm. just it has just been soft very soft very gentle to the touch but we have oh, been, yeah. we have been under martial law we have been under this well no not, not everybody because martial law only applies to elected public service and registered church members Okay, I just went and filed my other paperwork with the Secretary of State today. And the one thing I like it when I go into the Secretary of State's office, man, they just stamp my papers, thank you, and you have a wonderful day, Yeah, they want to get rid of you. Yeah, I know. Well, they're filing my papers, too. That's the point. It is becoming a fact. The House and Senate have to read this stuff. We are slowly waking up and trying to figure out. And like I said, the biggest thing that I've been pushing for them is all these people say we owe China. We don't owe China. The elected and public servants own China. And like I said, with elected and the, the senators and congressmen, take all the liquid assets, put them on a plane with it, and send them to China. Let them deal with it. We'll never learn what China's about compared to you know our country fighting behind us for us to pay their, their taxes and their bills. That's not our responsibility. Yeah. You know, and that's the point. It's getting people to start putting together because it's like what we've been talking about. If we can start getting people to start standing up, endorsing these complaints, all right, start making our making our elected public servants start doing their job, stop make, paying all these other taxes that we don't have to pay, knowing the separation of lawful and legal, and educating your children in it. And then that way, once we start doing that, this country would change. Slowly, but it'll be where it won't shock anything or anybody's trying to say, oh, we need $80 trillion to do this with the budgets and stuff. You do it from one county to the next, through one state to the next, it wouldn't be a shock. It would be a smooth transition. The solutions are there, people. Like I tell people, take handfuls of vegetables, seeds, throw them around your cities and your parks and stuff. There is no hunger. Hunger is psychological. And then how many times do you drive down the street and you see, Riding fruit along the side of the road. Yeah, you know, there's no other problem. I hear everything you're saying, Ed. You know, even housing, there's no housing problem. That's the other point that gets to me. You know, I mean, that's simple. I wrote up a housing problem for the state of Oregon in 92 to 94, and everybody was upset, the Democrats mainly, because... I couldn't put it in a budget because there was no funding out of it because you don't need the funding resources to create out of it. Well, I deal so with I, that. 
here. I'm on the front line of that here all the all the time, every day. And um, no, I know that we need what we need here is just a big warehouse like Woodland has, and we need to be able to put some army cots in there with some blankets and a couple of five or six bathrooms with some showers. And we need. Oh to be yeah, yes, to, even solar showers. We need to be able to house the seven or eight thousand people that we have here that are homeless, and uh, most of those are mentally ill. So we need to be able to keep them in our mental health system like we're trying to do and keep them on their medications like we're trying to do. And this is an ongoing everyday battle for us. This is what we do, you know. Um, but I've su- I'm going to suggest that Woodland or someone, Wildish, Wildish, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest, I'm going to contact Wildish, and I'm going to see if all that fucking real estate they've got out there that's going to shit rotting away all those warehouses here in lane county are just rotting away mm-hmm. i'm going to see why they couldn't just use it as a tax write-off to let me go in there with some federal funding and uh put in because the fucking locals aren't going to do shit about it that'd take forever no because they funding. can't make any money off it for their own and, personal uh, corporations just get a million five whatever and just go in there and, and build a warming center you know uh, and hell, the warming centers we've got up here now are not worth a shit. And, you know, they don't have enough of them. But anyway, we need basic housing, just basic housing. But that takes security, that takes bonding, that takes insurance, that takes all kinds of, mm-hmm. you know. Very well, not even insurance when it comes down to that point. Because we already have insurance, not only through your birth certificate bonds, but the city, county, and state already has insurance that are to protect not only legals, but lawful Americans. And what they do, instead of paying out on the insurance, they're pocketing it in every year. They're yeah, passing administrative bills through the state of Oregon to put it in the pockets of their attorneys. I'll let you win. We know where the money is going. We can stop it. It's just trying to get people to stand up to help do it. I'll let you work on that end of it while I try to get Wildish to turn loose of some of this property. And yes, we. Oh will. yeah, no, we're, all, we're working on the same similarities, and that's the and point. If we start putting this stuff together, and we start getting one accomplished that one end, we can start seeing the rest of it will start coming together. And, and yes, we're working. And yes, I know. and yes, I would take money from the feds, those motherfuckers. Yes, I would take money. I'd be glad to take some money out of their fucking trillion dollar non-taxable account over there in fucking Panama. To, to open oh, wait a minute. You're talking about the $9 trillion that they uh, uh, up missing than, out of the IRS? Yeah, it's more than that. It's more like 40, 50, 60 fucking trillion dollars we're missing. $100 trillion. Try that number on for size. We, we're in deep. I know. And these numbers that we're getting on Facebook are bullshit, just complete bullshit. They, they'd be afraid to print the true numbers because you and I both would fall out of our fucking chair into the floor and they'd have to call a fucking ambulance with a defibrillator <laughs> over. I mean, well, well, yeah, then we have to go out and we can find it through the bank accounts. That's where, if you watch the video with me and Senator Roblin, type in Ed Johnson, Senator Roblin, watch the YouTube video. I mean, like he says, the money spent. We know where the money is. We can find it through the tax uh, shelter programs they cleared out for the House and Senate members and what they've done locally through their nonprofit corporations like Oregon State University. The money is there, folks. Don't be misled to saying that they're broken. They don't have it. Well, 
you still have to be more specific at some point over the next few weeks in these shows. We have to be more specific and calm down and try to figure out, okay, what money are we after? You know, what money are we after? I mean, we have to look at some programs and say, well, let's see, we want this money, we want that money to do this and that project, and we know that this mm-hmm. money is Ill- illegal. We know that this money is hidden. We know it's been extorted, and we know it's been laundered. And we need to prove that it's been laundered. We need to prove that it's been misappropriated. We need to prove that it's been mishandled. And then that takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of effort. And, you know, and, and I don't have the resources to do that. You don't have the resources. No, but I've already, I've already actually took no. the resources and proved with the school district and funding throughout the state of Oregon. I've already proven it through ODF and Debbie where the funding is. I've got the House and Senate bills where I've spoken up and brought the funding in and proved it on the bills myself. I've already been through all this, and I have spent the resources out of my own pocket proving these structures and being attacked for proving the structures. You know, that's why they tried to put me in prison in 2006, the Democratic Party, the mayor, city council, two state reps, the senator, county commissioners, okay? But did anybody in the community come to me? No, but everybody comes in the community wants me to save their families, which I've done, and then once they get their families back, they want to... Hide beneath the rocks again. It's like, folks, you've got to start, stop doing this. You've got to start working to protect your bloodline. If you don't protect your children, it disturbs me when people tell me they love their children. You know, because they're not protecting their children. They don't know. They don't know it. They don't know. They they don't know. I know. You you think I know you do that. Bible says, for they know not what they do. For they know. I know what it says, but it's. I know. It's just I still have my frustrations with that as we're both working through that. Yeah, I know we are. But I believe that they know not what they do. I talk to people every day that look at me like I'm knucking futs. I mean, they mm-hmm. look at me like I'm knucking futs. I can tell them something basic about government, and they look at me like I'm a complete idiot. I mean, they know not what they do, Ed. They really are so stupid, they don't even know they're stupid. I talked to a woman today. She said, you know... I have friends that are so stupid they don't even know they're stupid. And I just thought, my God, what a powerful statement. What a powerful statement. People can be Say so that stupid. again. Say that again. I like that. People are so stupid they don't even know they're stupid. They're so stupid they don't know they're stupid. That's how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. And that makes a whole lot of sense if you stop and think about it. That makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, how would you like to be so stupid, Ed, that you didn't even know you were stupid? Well, I know, but they can tell you the sport games, they can tell you the players, but they can't tell you what goes on with their, their local service station. They can't tell you what's going on in their local elected public servant structure that's supposed to be there working for them instead of rape, robbing, and pillaging. Well, that's they not exciting. They can't even tell you what's going on in the county commissioner's room. None of, none of that's exciting. None of that's dreamy. None of that is uh, orgasmic. N- none of that serves a pleasurable purpose, Ed. I know, and then they tell me I'd just much rather go pay this and shut up and not deal with it. And then when they get in trouble, they're all panicking because they can't, they don't know how to get out of what they put themselves into. Well, let me tell you one thing I do not agree with, and that's the sovereign manifesto. And we're going to talk about that Sunday night. We're going to talk about. A yeah, I want to get that, that one and go over that one. Uh, send that to me on the Republican deal. I want to go over that really with a fine-tooth comb so either I could defend part of it or 
agree with you totally, one way or the other, or why this or that should have been changed. That they well, should have I back. do not agree with the way it's stated. I agree. That's with what I'm premise. talking about. I agree with the premise of it all. The premise is good, but I don't agree with the way it's hard line stated like a terrorist. It's stated like terrorism. It's stated like uh, sedition. It's stated so powerfully and so corruptly in its own uh, Republic of Texas way that it just sounds fucking radical. If I was a cop, I'd shoot you out of the fucking car if you came at me with all this shit. I'd shoot you out of the fucking car. I mean, well, the other point is, is that educating your children yourself how to talk properly talk to your public servants. Yeah, I do that. That's all the time. main thing. You can't just be rude and say, "You know, I have this and that." It's like you're supposed to be smarter than your servants, and you have to realize how to talk to them. I had a meeting today with a public servant. We sat in the boardroom today. And I had to bite my tongue a few times. But, you know, I just bit my tongue, and I stated my case, and we talked, and we had a good meeting. We had a cup of coffee or two. And um, what I didn't agree with, I simply said, I'll take that into consideration, take a look at that. That's an interesting concept, interesting way of looking at it. And I'll get back with you on that with an email. And what he mm-hmm. didn't he didn't agree with, he said the same thing. I'll I'll get back to you on that and take a look at it. You know, you can't go in there screaming and yelling and hollering and pulling your hair and kicking up your feet. They're gonna put you in jail or they're gonna put you in fucking straitjacket. You know what I mean? You gotta go in there and you gotta be smooth, you gotta be cool, you gotta be collected, and you've gotta be uh educated, you've gotta know what you're talking about, you've gotta be able to state your case very specific very specifically and you mm-hmm. without emotion without a lot of crazy insane emotion and if you go in there and you act like an idiot then you deserve to be treated like an idiot you know what I mean Well, it's, I, mean, I agree with you if you're being rude and disrespectful but what frustrates me is when you have elected a public servants who actually know what they're doing and they're bullshitting you just so that way they can get you out so that way they can still pick your pocket. That's what bothers me. What bothers me is the mainstream media in these smaller towns that won't pick up... Covering up for them. Because they don't have the budget. They always say, well, we don't have the budget. We don't have the budget. Well, hell, I don't have the budget. And I'm doing more media than they're doing in most of these small town fucking papers around uh, Lane County. I don't have... Well, you know what? They have the budget, but they're afraid to lose their 36 or 37% funding they get from the local government for winning the bullshit. And remember, most of the reporters don't even write the stories. They have a, a media personnel that writes the stories for them from the sheriff's department, from the county commissioners, and the tax office. They actually have personnel that write the stories for them. I've met the airhead reporters that come out, and I shouldn't... I kind of didn't want to say it that way, but damn it, I have to. I've met the little airhead 22-year-old reporters that come out with their big camera. They can't even hold the damn thing up. They don't know their <laughs> ass from a. They don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. They just got out of college, two years in college, mm-hmm. went to work for some fucking paper up here with an associate's degree, which I can wipe my ass on. Associate's degree, I can get it hands down. I got it hands down, blindfolded. Anybody can get a fucking associate's degree. I hate to hear somebody tell me, I've got an associate's degree. Well, I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. What's an associate's degree? Nothing. Nothing. It's just a little bit above a Boy Scout. Now, you tell me you got a bachelor's degree, I'll look up to you. You tell me you got a bachelor's degree and you got wisdom and you've got knowledge and you've got skill and you've got talent. Hey, that's great. Oh, no, but I like to see it. Yeah, of course. You know, I don't like the ones that are trying to claim something they don't have. You know, and most of the degrees nowadays, you get off the line, you don't even have to go to school to learn anything. Well, that's true. That's true. That's the new world. That's the new world. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing that horrifies me because this this way people are getting away with their new structure at the expense of others. Well, I do think that it's a good thing that more education has opened up to more people who are lower income. I'm thankful for that. Well, you know, in the state of Oregon now, you don't have to pay for college. It's free. Yeah. Okay, now that was one bill that I actually pushed on. 15, 16 years ago, and my whole push is that, you know, I keep talking about House Resolution 192, because I'm in the first simple, the way it works. Yeah. So, and that's part of what they're actually structuring it on, because you're signing off on it or using your birth certificate numbers to write it off. Mm-hmm. So that is a structure that's starting. So, you know, I mean, it's like putting it, putting it back in place for the water, electricity, and everything else. There is a start. It takes some time to start moving these projects. And, and, you know, like we discussed, I mean, some things you do overnight is at the last point. It puts people in such a shock they can't can't deal with their own reality. You know, and that's sad. They've been so um, conditioned by the TV set and programmed by the TV set, they're not living in reality. I'm getting sick of the politic here, but uh, where we are, but... um... I just have to bite my tongue and go on or I get rejected. Um, some of my greatest advocate friends have been thrown, thrown off of three board, three different boards for being too smart. Um, you know, you've been there. Oh, you've been, you've oh, been yeah. rejected, by, rejected by different people, different organizations. you got to be careful how you tread. You know, you just got to be real fucking careful how you tread or you'll get your head cut off. You'll get fucking ousted. You'll get you'll get barred, you'll get criminal trespass. It can you know it can go as high as criminal trespass. I mean, you got to. Oh, I know that they tried that on me when I just uh, when I extended all my contracts with DMV. They arrested me for trespassing on DMV property. Yeah. yeah. Of course, they threw my case out and all that. Yeah. But what it gets to me is that what the hell are we getting arrested for going through bullshit? Okay. The whole structure with DMV, this is what I got to finish up the other part and get that finished here in the next 48 hours, is the structure and the lawful right to travel. Oregon State laws, the bloodline Americans don't need a license. Okay? And that's what frustrates me. We've got these rights in writing. How come we're not standing up for them? Well, you mentioned the money, and I mentioned the money. You know, uh, being realistic, that's going to cost. Let's just say if that would be able to pass, let's just say that you could get 10,000 people talking about this in Lane County. Let's just say Lane County or Harney County. Um, well, let's say Lane County because it's got more people in it and it's got more geographical area. Um, you'd make some financial waves that would really harm the system. You know, it would really hurt the system. 
And they'd have to but, restructure. They'd have to restructure a lot but, of shit, a lot of SHIT. There's a lot of uh, but House of Bleach in 192 is always structured into their budgets. That's what they write off on property taxes. Doesn't matter. They still have to restructure. Their criminal activity would have to be restructured. Oh well, that would have to be totally. You know, that's right. That would probably end a lot of it, so they couldn't pocket the money the way they're doing right now. Yeah, their their whole structure would have to be reorganized because of the criminal activity. When you bring this criminal activity to the surface. You scatter the rats, and when the rats scatter, the system collapses, and when the system collapses, it has to be rebuilt again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's the point that some of this stuff could be done without rebuilding the system. It's just doing it basically in-house in a smooth transition. If people would actually do that, we can do that without harming Yeah. And, then, and we can do it. That's the point that is frustrating me because... You know, it is there. We've got the point, you know, and we can do it in such a fashion where it's not putting things in shock, but it's educating people and the uh, structure of doing it so this way it's not an issue psychologically for them trying to battle their own, uh, i got to say, like ghosts in their own mind. You know, I mean, you know, it's like we've got all these false flags going around the country, false shootings, false bombings. You know, a lot of this stuff, if you actually look in the local budgets which funded, a lot of these things that are going around the country, we've got crisis actors that are being funded out of local funding. You know, and, then, and it's like, you know, and, and, I, and I see where they're going with this stuff, too. And the fact is, we have to create jobs. We have employment. We have liabilities. We have responsibilities. But remember, the whole thing is, is that your public service are not there to create employment for you. Well, the crisis actor funds are coming out of the department. Crisis actor funding is coming out of the Department of Justice. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, now it's coming out of local funding too. The city and the, the counties. Nah, I don't think so. No, because Boston, the Boston bombing structure, Senator uh, Trumley actually proved it was a crisis actor, and they actually were able to go in the Boston Police Department funding, and it was allocated in the funding. Might have been allocated for part of the police department, but not for the general municipality. There's no way they can keep a goddamn secret at the fucking municipality level. There's no way they're under fucking uh, uh, 16 level clearance. Um, that was part of the the, the crisis structure. I'm gonna put some of that on your wall that I actually had the Senate hearings on it, and they proved it least, in uh, New Hampshire at the hearings. You got to be at least a level 16. At the federal mm-hmm. level, to be able to do any top secret stuff, you got to be at least a level sixteen. And I guarantee you, most of these. Well, yeah, there's some of these federal people that are level sixteen at the federal level at the local municipality. Yeah, they know it, but the guys below them, they have no clue, and all they do is follow orders because they're afraid of losing their job. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. And level sixteen no, times. And- Level 16 signs their life away in secrecy. They can't divulge any information that they, no matter what they're told to do, they just have to do it. It doesn't matter if it's killing people or whatever it is, they just have to do it. I know. And that is the frustration of that point. And, you know, we've got so much that we can work on and and stop a lot of this in-house terrorism, as I will say, you know, because a lot of it's in-house terrorism. 
Yeah. You know, and we got solutions and the funding's there, and the point is that we've got to start working with each other, educating each other on the street, and so this way we're not arguing. And then educating people when you get pulled over by a public servant, saying, you know, hey, I either I don't answer questions, or can I help you, sir? You pulled me over. Federal law says you cannot use your lights unless there's a life and death situation of uh, circumstances. Well, they have to use their lights to pull you over. But they can't legally do that. Well, they damn That's sure do. That's the point. They damn sure do it. I know they do it, but they can't legally do it. This is the frustration because they're doing that to create piracy for their pay. I mean, you know, and then they got to get that. Get that it makes no sense, Ed. It makes no fucking sense. They have to pull you over. They have to use their lights to pull you over and tell you there's something wrong. And, you know. What are they telling you wrong? What? That the, you, you, you made a wrong turn? Yeah, you made a wrong turn. You 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 skipped a double yellow line on the middle lane. You uh, you have a tail light out. You have a headlight. Yeah, well, where's the injured party? Well, there's no injured party. That's right, and so that's the structure. Right. I mean, and that's the point that most people don't realize. You have to have an injured party for them to do something. They still have to put their lights on to pull you over, and cops have been doing that for years, years, and 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 years since. The early 1930s. Yeah, not well, mainly in New York and Chicago, but mainly not out here because we didn't even start with major tickets or anything until the 60s. Yeah, well, we do now, and there's a new way to make money, my friend. The new way to make money. It's called the Highway Piracy Act of Pirates. It's a good way to make money for them. <laughs> and if you can get by yeah, with but terrorism. it, well, if you can get by with it, go for it. That's the Matrix, my friend. That's the Matrix. Whatever goes. Yeah, but that's the point that we've got to stop and change that point. Because we're bringing up our children. We're there right now. When you talk to kids today, they're terrified to do anything. You know, I mean, we used to drink out of a garden hose grew up, and kids are terrified to even drink out of a garden hose today. Yeah, I know. Kids are terrified to go swimming in a river or stream because, my God, you don't know what's in there. Yeah, I know, and that's some of that's true. You know, I mean, we We've lost so much reality over circumstances or fear-mongering that it's got to come back to some reality point. Because if it don't, man, we've really lost sanity, and there's no future for anything of this country. And remember, we're the only planet that has freedom in the world. When it comes down to it, we lose ours. Nobody else in the world's free. Everybody relies on our Constitution and our freedom for our sanity worldwide. If we lose that, nobody is free. Well, if the globalists get their way, my friend, if the globalists well, get their way and they keep printing this worthless fiat currency, uh, the house of cards, you know, the house mm-hmm. of cards will collapse. The house of cards will collapse. You know, Bernanke said, uh, Bernanke said, all we have to do is keep printing worthless money, and it works. Mm-hmm. That came out of his. That came out of his mouth. And it worked. That came out of a speech in 2007. All we have to do is keep printing worthless money, and it works. And it works. Mm -hmm. It works. And it does work. It does work. Now, how? And the other point is, we can just stop printing money, and in 72 hours, we can shut the economy down. Yeah. You know, he brought that up and mentioned that in his speech in 2010. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's what people don't comprehend. And everybody's going, well, we got to buy gold and silver. Everybody's going on this kick. But right now, the only thing that everybody goes by is even the fiat piece of paper that ain't worth money. Everybody's relying on that. Okay, you start relying on gold and silver tomorrow, nobody else has got it. You ain't going to be able to even do trade. Well, I've got a secret up here for gold panning, but, you know, that's me. Um, but we haven't went on this big gold trip yet, but I know where the gold is. But, uh, you know, a little bit of gold a little bit of gold is nice to have in your pocket, you know. It's nice to have. Oh, no, I'm not disputing you on that one. $25,000, $30,000 worth of gold in your pocket just to keep it a piggy bank, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. You know, in case something happens, you've got something to barter with. You know, gold's always going to be valuable. I think it's been valuable for the last 2,800 years. I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Well, yeah, gold, silver, and jewelry. depends on the jewelry made, yes. Yeah, of course. You but know, fiat, jewelry fiat is another currency. big butter piece. Fiat currency, completely worthless. I don't see how we've eluded the people this long. But, you know, as long as the people are deluded and eluded, uh, they're going to continue to use the fiat currency. And as long as their belief is in the fiat currency, then the system will continue on. Well, and that's the one thing people don't realize when the 100-year anniversary comes up for the registration of the country in 1925 in Florida, when that comes up, the bar and everything else is shut down. Mm-hmm. they got to restart it all over and try to convince people to go along with it. That's going to be interesting to see how that's going to be. Well, I'm rooting for the globalists. I mean, they're they're winning. The globalists are winning. They're winning. Uh, they're winning hands down. I mean, hands down. They've torn this country apart. They've ripped this fucking country apart. They've ripped the guts out of this country. They've ripped the guts out of this fucking country. Now, the church ripped the guts out of this country because they're the ones controlling the globalists. Ah, uh, the globalists did. The globalists are the church. The globalist is the church. That's right. The there you go. That is the point. Uh, the Vatican. The now, you just heard the the... the Pope Francis comes out and says there's only one God in existence and everybody shall go by our religion now. Well, that's in the Catholic Manifesto that all people will be Catholic and even if they're not, they are. They just didn't know that. And if you don't comply, we're just going to behead you like they used to do uh, going back in the 14th and 15th century. I don't think that's going to happen, but the Catholics all think that uh, you're Catholic whether you know it or not. Yeah, that's true. That's like saying you're a Christian, and people don't even know what Christian really means. Even the bishops will tell you you're Catholic. You just don't know it. You're Catholic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, and even when you try to talk to the bishop of Dias himself, he goes, you can't talk to me. Look in the mirror. You're the bishop. Yeah. I mean, they do these mind games on people, and you know what they're doing is a fact because it's all a game. By the way, that video I sent you, uh, gold, uh, poo-poo, man, I poo-pooed on that really quick. I don't like any kind of downline, any kind of sideline, any kind of multi-level marketing pyramid scheme. Uh, Thank you, yes. I can buy gold wholesale uh, without a broker fee up here if I want to go buy gold. If I have some extra money, I go buy yeah, gold. Yeah, go buy gold and silver jewelry. You can yeah. buy it on any market, even if yours will sell you gold. Well, I have a trusted couple of trusted parties here if I wanted to go buy gold I just go buy it I wouldn't have to be fucking no I agree with you and that's the one thing let me clarify that too in my own statement be cautious of who you're buying gold from oh yeah gold they're selling you oh yeah yeah. you got to be real careful who you buy gold from yeah yeah that's for sure 
On the Sunday night show, I really do want to dig into some of this stuff at a practical level. And uh-huh. I, I try to answer some hard questions Sunday night. Some some hard questions uh, that would be asked by any commoner coming into a new situation like this, learning about these things that you and Piper study. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be the devil's advocate Sunday night and ask some really dumb questions. Some no, really- you're going to ask some really hard questions, too. We already had that conversation. Yeah. And I look forward to that. And so, people, if you have questions and stuff, send them in. It's like, I mean, I've been, I'm getting people asking me to file on Cape Brown. I've already filed one instrument on the city, county, and state, and they're trying to explain to me that's my opinion when I'm quoting their actual administrative rules to them. Yeah. So it's not an opinion. I'm quoting facts to them. But the thing is, if people, if you really want this, I mean, look at how many people we got running for governor. And I've talked to several of these people, including the new, new guys running for state attorney general, which I want to talk to you because I'd like to start getting some of these guys on the show, some of these men and women on, on your show, and ask them some of these questions. What about the right to travel? Let's say if there's a disaster tomorrow, should people have the right to feed themselves or they should go to a FEMA camp and be imprisoned? Okay? I mean, these are the questions I want to be able to ask some of these people running for office of how they plan on handling if something like this actually happened. Are they going to allow people to, I mean, because in 2000, Terry Thompson, Lake County Commissioner, uh, 1999, his bill took away all the ocean rights to the public, unless you are a, a bloodline American, not a citizen or any other name you want to call it. Okay, they took all the rights, the subsistence fishery quotas, because Oregon does and still has a subsistence fishery quota. Mm-hmm. Okay, they took it all away and stated that it, the state police owns everything now, so the state police can come in your house and take your food out of your home mm-hmm. and provide that for the elected public service, not the people in jail, not to anybody who's starving or their children, and it's to be provided only for senators, House representatives, and county commissioners. Who'd want to eat that nasty it's, shit out of your icebox? Well, yeah, but I like to go get my, my, most of my food out of the forest, but they're logging too much, and that's destroying our food resources, and it's sure changing our ecosystem, uh, including our, uh, our, our natural medicine we have in the woods. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I know. so... I mean, and these are the questions I want to ask the guys, you know, especially the guy running for state attorney general. He's talking about doing everything under the, the color law or, you know, under law. And it's like, would you quit talking like Bush and Cheney and uh, Bush Sr.? You know, I get tired of all these guys keep playing this thing over Bush saying, you know, the New World Order under law, and they don't realize they're talking under man-made law says if you don't pay the privilege to the transportation, pay the privilege to eat, and if you don't pay their ungodly law and illegal taxes and stuff, which I'm not part of any of that system, and I filed on it. It's been published in the news media and everything else around the state, including the Vatican. Okay? I'm not part of it. I filed on it. Nobody messes with me on it, you know, so I'm putting the other stuff in so I can start, start acting on it. But the other point is, like what I had with ODF and W, how do you expect to replenish some of the food resources that took? I actually had a bill in 1999 that if it would have went through, we had a billion salmon fish return. All the West Coast science endorsed me on it. But the fishing industry and everybody else panicked 
because they didn't want salmon prices to go down to 29 or 39 cents a pound. Yeah. Because if you had a billion salmon return out of public waterways and you had the rights to go get your food, they were afraid because people wouldn't go grocery shopping. But people, 65 to 70% are still going to go to the damn grocery store because they're, they're, they don't know how to clean a fish. And plus, they have the resources that they're not going to go hunting and fishing. That's you very get true. What I'm coming from That's very, 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 very true. Very true. They don't have the skills. So instead of them putting against and fighting each other on these structures, you know, it's the point of what is that movie or the song, Let, uh, Live and Let Live? Well, now, you know, uh, there, are, there are purposes for FEMA. We do need FEMA in many, many, many ways. We, oh, yeah, I'm not foreign terrorists and stuff like this. We need to have okay. something like that. There, there, there are parts of FEMA that we don't need. And that's the Homeland Security Division. We don't need that part of FEMA. Well, what about HARP? Well, there's certain parts of HARP that we need, but there's not all parts of HARP that we need. There's a little bit of everything. You know, there's all there's there's a little bit of good, and uh, there's a little bit of good in everything. And it always starts out good, and it always ends up real shitty. That's, hey, the, way that's the way we are. That's the way we are. Starts out real good. Starts out with good intention, like you said. And then it ends up real shitty. Gets in the hands of the government, you know, and that's the that's the problem. And a lot of people have invented so many wonderful things around the world today that Homeland Security is scooping up into their patent and copyright. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Well, not only that, I mean, type in police departments running their police squad cars on water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I know. I mean, the kits are like three grand. Okay, we've got the solutions to a lot of these problems. Hydrogen, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's like, and what, what stuns me is everybody's, go, everybody's trying to fight to save a job. Uh, the government is not responsible for your employment, number one. And when it comes down to it, we're supposed to have been responsible the last hundred years, our ancestors, our parents, grandparents. You know, when they get land and stuff, they're supposed to be protecting that resources so we have food and resources and stuff. But they've been so indoctrinized about the greed, go cast this in, and it's not about your family. It's about you, yourself, and I now, you know. And so you have a million dollars, screw your family, screw your brothers and sisters, you know. I mean, and, and that's the point. Everybody's got the me, 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 and it's all about my, I, I, I. And the point is, is that it's not my responsibility to take care of my neighbors, Okay. Now, if I have the kindness that I have extra food or they need help, then, you know, that's my kindness. But it's not my obligation or responsibility to help my neighbor. And when somebody tells me about the, you know, I'm your brother's keeper, that terrifies the hell out of me. Because anybody says that you're a brother keeper, that's the Nazi who's going to turn you in. That's the one, the same thing that Jesus Christ had to him, if that story's real, his own family turned into Caesar. Wake up, people. Yeah. You know, read the real history, not the fantasy you're alluded to. And then the other point I argue with people, they tell me how Jesus was in commercial zone, and thou shalt do what Caesar says. No, and I'm no, like, no, if you no. actually read the Bible... Jesus was never in finances. He helped people out, brought his own education, combined it with other education he learned along his travels, combined it to educate people as he went. Well, look at, um, you know, 
S, look at Mithra and look at Dogon, and nobody knows if Jesus even existed, not even the most intelligent scholar in the world. Uh, so, you know, I'm not any better than the most intelligent scholar. 100 years supposedly after Jesus was crucified. And there's a new Bible that's emerged that's got like over 2,200 scriptures in it that's been lost for so long. And there was another book found with so many scriptures in it. I mean, the Bible's not even the Bible. The Bible's not even worth picking up. I mean, it's got some great reading in it. Yeah, we quote a lot of scriptures out of it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But it's not even worth reading as far as deity or holiness or salvation or redemption or any of those things. It's not even worth picking up. It's great to pick up just a good toilet read. You know what I mean? Yeah. But other other than that, it's not worth a shit to read. I mean, uh, Christian. No, people go. People terrifies me is when people run their lives by it because they don't even know what freedom is. They go to church. I have to go in my Sunday's best. I have to compete with my neighbor. Yeah. Where does it say you have to compete with your neighbor? I mean, I've had my neighbors make false police reports on me for not only being disabled working on my own land, but the way my house looked, my old house, okay, saying it wasn't fit to raise children and stuff like this. I mean, it might not be what they expected, but the one thing is the children were fed. They had clothes on their back. They were not injured. They were actually happy, even though the, the living circumstances might not have been the best of the house structure, but they were not cold. They didn't go hungry. Yeah. You know, and the point is, is that you're not, I'm not going to go out and make loans or go deep in debt where I'm signing a devil's contract so that way I can lose what I have. Right, right. You know, and that's the point. You don't give up what you have. You make your security. You fight for your security rights, you know, and that's the frustration even in relationships because I sat there and watched women with, with guys going, oh, Christmas, and you didn't buy the kids this for Christmas and that. Mm-hmm. And then they got arguments in their community. Oh, what was that? The cabbage patch dolls where people were fighting in the hallways over it. You know, what was it, two Christmas ago where uh, the lady started shooting people in a store because over a damn doll? Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I mean, people, they put this stuff in your way to make sure that you're killing each other for their profits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's psychological. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the point. I mean, it's, even if you go through cycle, cycle, one-on-one classes, all psychological classes are based on reverse theories, what you can and can do or cannot do. Mm-hmm. And you know that. You've been through probably some of the courses yourself, even some yes. of the training you've had. Yes, I have. You know, and I've been there myself when I was in the security and my dream was to go into law enforcement until I realized, you know, I'm enforcing the Vatican's will on making others pay for sins that they shouldn't be involved paying for another man or woman's sins. Well, you know, I was going to say the reason that I have difficulty with many of the things that you and Piper talk about, um, or simply because I represent the common man and woman who has no idea what you all are talking about. And to listen to you all sounds completely absurd to the average person on the street. So I'm trying to represent the average person on the street, the one that's listening to you all that's not really ever been exposed to these kinds of ideas 
so always remember that when I'm talking to you on air, you're talking to me as if I'm just a common Joe on the street, you know. Um, oh, yeah, no, I know that. That's the one point. So long as we start educating each other, because when people have their own structure, and I love this point, like IRS taxes, I just posted on your wall, okay? Well, even with the IRS agents, because I remember in 1985 when a full-page ad went in the, in the U.S. today saying, can anybody prove the law that taxes are to be paid, mm-hmm. okay? Taxes, the only ones that legally, legally have to pay taxes are elected to public and servants because they're working under the creation of a fictitious piece of paper that was created for their employment, and that goes technically back from the Civil War because we end up hiring the British government basically on the contract so we weren't rape-robbing and killing each other. They're supposed to protect their constitutional rights as their employment, protecting that so they keep employed. That's called the elected public employees union and servants. Without that, when you own your land or you're owning your assets to pass it down to your bloodline, we need to have somebody who's doing it lawfully, not legally, because legally you can murder somebody. Legally you can steal land. Lawfully you cannot. Lawfully you have to pay for your sins when you do something like that. Right. You know, and that's the point. I mean, you need to take the Bible into court and I'll argue all this shit, and people have done that and got away with murder off the Bible in court. Mm-hmm. But if it's lawful and you did this and there's so many witnesses or it's beyond of a shadow of a doubt, pay for the damn sins. Get it over with. Mm-hmm. I mean, King Charles actually, if you go back in history in the 14th century with King Charles, he was actually beheaded for the sins for you guys because he sat there and said the king is not above the law and he had to take his own life. Basically, he had to execute or take his life because of the sins he had to admit he did. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you go back to the 1599 Geneva Bible, it's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You make your amends when you do a damage. Mm-hmm. And then the King James Bible came out, and that's structure of King James. And if you actually know the history of it, it says you can pay the Roman church anything you want or the guards, and they have to protect you when you rape, rob, and pillage. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, you know. And I do know where you're coming from when people sit there and you know, people have reactions. Uh, believe me, I've gone through a lot of that over my time where people panic and reactions and stuff because of what I talk about. They don't comprehend it because they, they've never done the research I've done. They haven't lived the life I've lived uh, around the circumstances and where, I, where my path is walked. You know, and like you have even a, where your uh, path is walked. You have a piss poor way of presenting yourself, though, Ed. And uh, I respect you, you know, and I respect you, and I know that you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom and a lot of skill and a lot of talent, and I know that you know a lot of things, and I put up with you on air because I understand you. But you have a very piss-poor way, almost worse than myself, of presenting yourself. You scare the fuck out of people, and you've got to be careful with that, over-talking, and you've got to be careful with uh, your, your tone of voice, and you've got to be careful... Uh, about how you explain these different things to people, you know, and I do too, because you don't want to run people off. You don't want to scare people. You don't want to make... I agree with you. I'm cranky old motherfucker, sovereign, patriot, militia, fucking heretic, crazed maniac. You want to gain their respect and their dignity, and you want to gain their ears so they'll listen and they'll learn and they'll 
absorb all of this information. So you want to walk softly and carry a big stick, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I respect your point totally. I totally respect what you're saying to me on it. Yeah. And I've got to learn that because my point is I've been, um, like I said, I, I, I say this all the time, I've been hit by the turnip truck, I'm still hanging on to the damn bumper. Yeah. Okay. And that's the point where my frustration has come in because of, uh, uh, I should say, the anguish of the pain I've suffered. Uh, it's been hard for me to um, turn the other cheek because I just want to hang them. You know, and the point is, is that I've got to start getting back. I got to get to a, a point where I used to be 30 years ago, where you're talking about the way I discuss things compared to um, uh, the frustration I've, I've developed over the years of my going and the, the tone I've been using. So I agree with you. I'm not being negative, and you're not being a negative. I agree with you. Yeah, well, so far you've maintained yourself enough to remain on the air with me. So far you've been very respectful, and, you know, you've known when to shut up and when to talk and what to say and how to say it. But, uh, you know, you just got to – you got to – you also can't come across like you're the only one in the world who knows what you know. You know, there's a million other people out there that know what you know. So you've always got to understand when you talk, you're just one of a bazillion people that know what you're talking about. They may not all be Mm -hmm. acting on it. They may not all be participating in it. They may not all be writing bills and doing things, but they're very aware of what you're talking about. And sometimes we live in such a small little world that we forget that, you know. I I, know I'm not disputing that because I used to be more out, uh, in the public than what I've been in the last, uh, let's say, the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I mean, I used to be more out and stuff and handle things a lot different compared to what's transpired, uh, especially after what transpired after what I was forced to do in 2004. Yeah. You know, so when that happened, my heart was ripped apart, and so I became very... Um, Bitter. Um, Bitter. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Anguish have been bitter. Yeah, I've been bitter before. Yeah, no, and so I'm still working on that to work over those um, transitions that not only psychologically been uh, put into me, but uh, the positions of the circumstances of those uh, issues. And when you start seeing that public servants are starting to do some of the changes in structure, uh, that's the other point I've got to back off on that and watch the movie as I always say step out of the production watch the movie don't participate you know you know and the other the other good the other point here is uh the other point is like if people are coming on the show telling me all this bullshit and then they don't want to go anywhere and they're hiding under their bed at home and they don't drive and they don't go anywhere and they don't do anything then fuck them. I don't want them coming on the air with me. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to come on the air, you know, people are going to come on the air and talk to me uh, about all of these different things with sovereignty. They're going to have to be out working in the public. They're going to have to be out interacting with people. They're going to have to be out communicating with people on a, a mm-hmm. very intelligent level. I don't want to talk to a bunch of goddamn homeless people that are in fucking court and jail all the fucking time telling me about sovereignty, fuck you. I don't want to talk to people that are fucking, uh, have warrants out for their arrest constantly and are living in court all the fucking time. And I've talked to people like that. I say, fuck you. 
Don't come on my show mm-hmm. talking all this goddamn bullshit, and you're fucking living under a fucking neighbor's bed. Uh, with mm-hmm. no driver's license, no way to get around, no fucking job, no way to make a living, no way to pay your fucking bills. Don't come on my show spouting all this bullshit off. If mm-hmm. you know, if people are going to come on my show, I want them to be out there proving what they're talking. Yeah, proving what they're talking about. You know, finding mm-hmm. a way to bar- finding a way to barter, finding a way to trade, finding a way to live in community and collective and finding a way to work within the system and finding a way to do all these things. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. And so far, nobody's proven that to me, including Piper Casper hasn't proven that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't drive. She stays at home all the goddamn time. I'm not going to. Oh, no, I haven't got to the point of getting back traveling. That's what I'm filing right now because uh, my point is is that you watch the video. I've got videos where they've threatened me over it because what I've filed now, I've got people, people literally around the state of Oregon. I have literally got them. They are traveling without licenses and their own plates on their vehicle, okay, that I am the center of attraction on the circumstances of how that develops, if that makes logical sense. Yeah, when you do, let me know. No, I no, believe me. When I do that, I plan. I'm setting up my covered wagon. Uh, eventually here, I'm working setting it up with cameras so I can go live stream when I start traveling. Okay, because I want to make sure I'm protected in how I, when I discuss things. I'm going to go get my driver's license back. I haven't transferred it from uh, my other location, my other state yet. I'm going to go get my DL, and I'm going to, uh, I don't need insurance because I've got it on somebody else that's driving me around. Right. I'm on their insurance, so I don't need to be on my own policy. But I can work within the system and still be out of the system. I mean, uh, I can still have the mentality, you know, and it's I've heard people say, oh, no, no, you can't just have the mentality. You've got to do what we do. No, I don't. I don't have to do a goddamn thing you do. I, you know, mm-hmm. I have a talk show. I can bring people on to talk about anything I want to talk about. That, that I'm not going to go get my driver's license. I'm going to go get my driver's license. I'm going to keep my social security card. I'm going to keep my birth certificate. And they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. They can walk. Yeah, but see, that's the one thing. I've already got rid of just I'm out of the system, a lot of the system. But the one thing about social security is actually it's a constitutional contract. It's not a government agency. Yeah, you told me that on the last show. All right, and I put it on your wall. I can prove what I'm talking about. But Social Security was never designed for foreign countries or foreigners. It was designed in this country to protect our workers in this country. And this goes back to the Piracy Act when uh, uh, 1812, uh, when the British government, there was no more wars going on, so the British government decided to all become pirates and you know, turning against the country. And that's how they were making a living, and that's part of Workman's Comp in 19, oh, what the hell is that, 1914 Workman's Comp bill. When you lost a win or something like that, you were compensated out of uh, financial gain at that point because back then you got paid an extra third of the bounty for whatever you lost in a limb to take care of you for the rest of your life back then. Yeah. Now, these measures have been put in place to protect the worker. And remember, this is what disturbs me with attorneys because everybody's gone in and gone in and messed with workman's cop because you used to be able to get a, when you got injured or lost a limb, you got a lump settlement. And I've written this stuff and proven this. Now, with the House and Senate, when they put workman's comp in the state of Oregon in 1995, the building and all this new workman's comp structure, 
Prior to that, you got a settlement. Now with the workman's comp, the union members were all bitching and whining because the private sector got a lump sum, but the elected and public servants or different contractor church members, they ended up with two-thirds of their salary plus their medical, transportation, and everything was paid, including their food traveling, where they had to deal with medical. But they were upset because they didn't get a bonus and they didn't get a certain amount. But when people got their settlement, like, if you ended up with a million dollars because you lost your leg or something like that, you had to be responsible for your medical bills to pay off all your structure, all right? And that means taking care of all your 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 medical needs for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. all right? Then they were saying that because people got a lump settlement, they blew the money and they ended up on welfare, mm-hmm. going for a handout. Well, I'm sorry. My attitude is if you got a settlement that is took you – so that way you were able to set yourself up for life, and that was your liability to do so. You have no right asking and pleading after you blew your money and got stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the state says, oh, we'll come in and we'll take care of you. But I know I'm dealing with this, but I've written this stuff up. Now the state says, we'll come in and we'll take care of your liability. And then all of a sudden in the last 20 years, the attorneys have passed these administrative bills over the Capitol where they started pocketing the money. So they didn't have to pay the injured parties. Yeah. You know, I mean, I even went through a lawsuit in 2007 with Liberty Northwest and the state of Oregon Workman's Comp Division. I filed $15 million against Liberty Northwest, $20 million against the state of Oregon because they just put the program in. I approved the whole structure, and it was in the Court of Appeals. And in the Court of Appeals, says I dismissed my own case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why the heck would I dismiss my own case and I never dismissed my case? Yeah, I remember you so uh, this, telling me that. And I have a record to prove this stuff. And when I went out to the state trying to have them to prove, where's the, where's the autograph they have that I dismissed my case and stuff? The state says, we don't have to show you that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and, and that's where some of my anguish and my anger comes from, you know, because I'm in. If, you know, if I would have got my, even when I filed against the city of Toledo, when they tried to take me out in 2006 and put me in federal prison with the mayor and city council, this was, this was the Department of Justice. This was in the newspapers. The Department of Justice even admitted that the Democratic Party and some of the Republicans had a personal vendetta out for me in writing. They put it in writing because I refused to go along with their structure and sign my rights over to comply with the structure of the Petitions Corporation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then all of a sudden, Ann, who's the, the same judge is dealing with the Bundys, she dismisses my court case. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. says my attorney dismissed my court case. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, what? See, this is what disturbs me about these structures that we have with these uh, judges and the structure. If they're supposed to be legal to lawful or lawful to legal, and they're not working. There's no point of having their budgets or even having their appointments, period. I'm surprised they haven't tried to tote you off in a straitjacket yet and put you in some kind of Tualatin or something. No, no. I mean, actually, they try, they try to do something like that once, but their own experts said I was better off than they were. Yeah. They actually put that in writing. I was smart, and I knew what was going on. I wasn't ignorant, and they were amazed. Yeah. Okay. But the bottom line comes down to is that, you know, you know it's, uh, it's, the neighbors, 
if the neighbors, you know, ever said that you couldn't take care of yourself and you were acting a little strange and uh, a little off the wall, you were not taking your meds, you were a danger to yourself or possibly others, uh, they could have you committed. You know that, right? Wrong. They already tried. It didn't work. Well, they could try again. You know that. Oh, no. I've already been through it. It's filed. I just filed the other paperwork with the Secretary of State today. I proved the doctors tried to kill me with my neighbors. I proved the brothers and sisters how the system works through Oregon State University with their brothers, their little Illuminati groups, and all the circumstances. It's been publicized. The media's got it. And I can prove the whole structure with the brothers, sisters, and the college universities for 25 years that everybody went to the same school. You should do more... I don't, know, I don't know if you have to have your hair cut or your beard trimmed or whatever the fuck you have to do. Probably my hair cut. Judson with him, he does a lot of videos that are really powerful, you know, talking into the camera. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I've been, I, you, you are absolutely correct. Uh, my point is, is that I just wanted to go enjoy my life and, and enjoy my life without being harassed. Does that make sense? Well, you know, and, and it wasn't until I started going public a few years ago. I didn't have issues like this when I traveled. I didn't have issues like this because I didn't get in people's faces. Okay? I never got in people's faces. But then when they got in their, my face, when they tried to sit there and, you know, falsely make criminal charges against my former and the kids and played all these games, and then even with the former police chief that we had indicted for 21 out of 23 charges, convicted to, all right? I mean, we've gone through this stuff. All I wanted to do is I'm disabled. I should be able to live my life disabled, not being in the system. I shouldn't be out on the pulpit at the city corner yelling and screaming about what's going on. I should be able to get up in the morning, go fishing, go enjoy the wildlife, enjoy what life has to offer me, Instead of going through this where I'm told because I'm disabled and I didn't do this or because I went out dancing, you're not disabled because you went out dancing, all right? You're not disabled because you worked on your land. And I actually have letters from the Department of Justice and from the director of Workman's Comp, John Schultz, or Schultz from the state of Oregon, and the ombudsman from Jennifer, uh, um, Jennifer Flood, and they tried to put me in prison Stating I was working on my land and I was disabled, and disabled people have no rights working on their own land or projects. Well, they found on me on that. I could see if they have a hard on for you why they would do that. No, yeah, because I mean they wanted to mess with me because they did that after I recalled the, the school board. Remember, 2002, the only time an entire government body was recalled in the entire state of Oregon was done by me yeah. and the teachers' union. Yeah. My life was threatened if I didn't turn it over to union. Now, I grew up in the union. I wasn't going to argue with part of it. I, I, within 10 days, when I started the recall in 2000, when I started the recall in the Lincoln County School Board, in 10 days, 10 days, I had 50% of the signatures. Mm. Okay? And they panicked on me. And then the union panicked because when I announced the recall at the Lincoln County uh, or Newport School District that night, there was over 500 to 600 people in attendance. Mm. Okay? I had already proven, and I could prove factually, $30 million where it went 
All I needed was the authorization for the bank accounts that I can approve whose pocket it went into. The Secretary of State, the Governor, Senators, the Representatives, the Budget Committee, everybody attacked me on You're a terrorist, according to this manifesto, according to this police. What, you're talking to the Texas one? Well, several that I have. You're a terrorist. You know, the cops are watching you. You know, you're a felon. It's a felony stop, you know, dangerous individual. Of course, most of these guys know you. They know you have a pretty good temperament, you know. They're not yeah, most help. of them pull me over and ask me for help in their own cases. Uh, you've told me all that before, Ed. And it's been true. But I'm not a terrorist. The point is, is that what's freaking them out is I've proven the structure, and most people don't know how to deal with that uh, fact, if that makes sense. Because of the way that they're indoctrinized or what they have, their own guilt trying to cover up their own guilt complex. You're not looking at all the stuff I'm putting on your page, man. I put over the last few days. Oh, shit. Let me go back to my page. I've just been here. Well, no, no, no. I haven't done it tonight. But there's been a few things that I've been put on there. I was going to go over to your page and look at it in a minute and see. There's a few things I put on there that I think you missed. One was a guy chewing up a judge, man, just chewed up a judge and spit her out all over the floor, and he was so cool doing it. Man, I could not believe it. Put the prosecutor under citizen's arrest in the courtroom. I mean, this, Are you talking about the case in California? I think so. Yeah, the one that was a couple years back? The guy with the long hair, kind of long hair, real Yeah, nice. yeah, a couple years back. I know what you're talking about. Man, he chewed that judge up and spit her ass out on the floor. Now, that's what you. That's the way you do it, man. That's the way you do it. When I saw him, I left a message on your wall, I think, and I said, Ed, this is the way you do this. This is the way you go about this, dude. This is the way you mm-hmm. do it, You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Did you did you ever see the video? What I did was uh, Little Hills. Yeah, he was trying to. Those. I need to go back and look at those tonight. I need to. Go you back. know, but the point comes is knowing how to talk to your servants, and sometimes you know, it's like the judge sit there last time and trying to tell me how he's going to arrest me for doing all this and that, and I'm telling him I didn't have the record, the rights to do it. Then he arrests, kidnaps me. He doesn't arrest me because you have to be. You can only be arrested for an injured party or actual property damage or an actual criminal act. Okay? That's the only way you can actually be arrested. What, did he have you arrested in court? He had me arrested in court because I was not complying with the contract that he says that I signed and I can prove I never signed a contract because the contract he was trying to claim I signed, I was in the hospital and IV drip for a heart attack that the guards had to take me to the hospital for. You told me, you told me, Ed, you told me, you told me, you told me. You know, so it's like, and then when he goes in, he puts a $75,000 bond on me. And when I go in there, the sheriff's deputies are going, we've never heard of anybody having $75,000 on it for a non-crime. You have no crime. You have no record. We've never heard of this. Yeah. And so I'm going to the cop, well, if this is the case, then how come you're not releasing me? Right. What you you're think? committing fraud by covering up for him. Yeah. And the cop says, we like our job because we're not going to be fired by him. Yeah. 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 That's the way it works. You know, and that's the frustration. We've got these public servants that are acting like gods, and that's the point. I mean, I filed with the, uh, uh, um, oh, God, what's her name, who runs the courts for the state of Oregon. I'll think about her. I filed on judicial review on some of the judges, and I can prove beyond a shadow without the criminal activity. 
And, you know, she's telling me that it's a cover-up. I even got a letter from the state attorney general, Rosenbaum, telling me it's legal for them to kill people, okay, and saying that it's okay for them to kill people and she's going to cover up their tracks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'll go down. I'll post that letter up on your wall. I mean, this gets to me how out of control our public servants are at. And people wonder why people get, like, even like me, where we get radical, as some would say. But you get to the point where if these guys are going to come after you, what choice do you have? And remember, and that's the one point I've had cops that sit there and have gone to me, Ed, you know, I mean, we know you carry arms and we know this, but we want to go home. And I said, so do I. So why are you committing these crimes? And they're doing it because they say that it's part of their paycheck. Well, it is part of their paycheck. It is part of their job. It is part of them. No, it's not part of their job. That's the wrong point. The Supreme Court even said that, and well, I can they, even prove that right now the today. Way, that's the way you look at it, Ed. That's the way you look at it. I'm looking at it from their standpoint, okay? I'm looking at it what the cop. Supreme Court wrote and stated. Well, I'm looking at it from the person's standpoint, the cop. They're just doing a job, okay? And they love their fucking job, okay? They love the fucking job, okay? Get used to it. They love. No, that's one thing I can't. I will not accept that point because then that way I become the criminal. They love what they do, Ed. They love what they do, and they do. Some it. of them do like to rape, rob, and murder. That's the yes. truth. Yes, and they do it well. They do it. And well. that's not their job. And they do it in gangs. Gangs. Yes. You know? Have you ever read? Um, um, uh, uh, Sheriff's Mac court case. Yes. Okay, and this is the one people people uh, you really need to read Sheriff Mac's court case. All right, okay. now this definitely will open your eyes to the facts of what you were trying to say. These people do their job. Sheriff Mac says petition number nine five dash one five zero three. Okay, and I'll put it up on your wall. People, you need to read this. Most of these men and women that are claiming they're doing this for their job, they're doing it because they get the high of this salt. Of course they do. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's the point. Some of these people do it because they get the high. It's a rush. What do you think about Merle you know? Haggard? What do you think about Merle Haggard passing away? I didn't, when did he pass? A couple of days ago. No, I didn't pay attention to that, to tell you the honest truth. Yeah, he died. He died. Oh, man, that's going to be a miss. I miss some of his music. One of the greatest men, one of the greatest musicians. Not necessarily one of the greatest men, but one of the greatest musicians. Yeah, no, he's had a rough rough up and down road. Yeah, he's been, he's been in jail plenty of times. Yeah. You know... And well, I'm gonna post this on your wall so people could read and watch this watch this video, this phone conversation. I'm actually having with the public pretender that I kept on firing in court. Okay, and it's like, and I got another one where the judges are telling me that they're terrified in other people's court cases. They're terrified of me because I know the law better than they. And they say this in court. Mm-hmm. You know, and the point is, is I'm not sitting out there trying to embarrass these guys. All I want these elected and public servants is to honor their oath of servitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
okay, and do it and understand the separation of lawful and legal and handling the, the, the general public on the lawful and legal points of the way they're supposed to handle us instead of uh, treating us that we're all under one roof when we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the point. We're not under one roof on the structure of what they call their law. And people will say, well, somebody else is getting away with something that I'm not getting away with. Well, point being is is that if you're lawful, you have rights. If you're legal, you have privileges. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing the truth of the way it's written and accept it. And people start accepting the, the, the separation of lawful and legal. And we know what's going on in our country, who's immigrants, who is coming to this country to prove and their bloodline to have successful in five year, five generations and have it so this way they're not in conflict. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could have it. Hillary Clinton's TV commercials were coming out and talking about the fifth generation. Yeah. And I know when she got that stuff because we put that in the Supreme Court in the file. We filed it in the Supreme Court. Isn't it amazing that I was talking about the uh, Office of Ocean Exploration and Research today in Lane County, and all of a sudden it shows up on my sidebar of my Facebook page when I get home. <laughs> How do you figure Wait, you think that? people are not paying attention to you? How do you figure that? Tell me. How do you figure that? How do you figure that? We are being monitored. It's the only possible explanation. The only possible explanation. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen again in a million years unless I was being monitored. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. You know, it's like me. I know I'm being monitored. I know what's going on. Some of these guys who have done some of the criminal acts to me, hey, Make amends. Make your apology. Let's go on with life. I can live and let live when it really comes down to it. All right. I'm going to let, from... uh, let you fight these battles, and I'm going to be there by your side, Ed. Um, well, believe me, I'm fighting them. I'm starting to win them, too. I'm winning them. I'm going to be there by your side, Ed, and I'm going to be there for you if you get in trouble. I'll be there to bail you out. I'll be there to get you out. But, uh, we're going to keep doing these shows. And, uh, you know, speaking of bailing somebody out, I wanted to say it's really a damn dirty shame that you have so many acquaintances on Facebook. You have so many people you talk to over a period of a year. You have so many people blowing smoke up in your ass, telling you what a good person you are and how much they like Ed Johnston. And then when Ed goes to jail... Your head's starving to death in the goddamn chair, coughing up blood. There ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. There ain't nobody there. There ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. I know. And then when their children or something happens, who do they call to get them out of trouble? Who do they call to deal with their problems? That's what pisses me off, Ed. That's what really pisses me off. You know, I'm the one that started to get Danny, uh, get uh, Donnie Gilson out. Marion and I are the ones that started the petition to get him out of the fucking mental institution when they picked his ass up. Nobody mm-hmm. else gave a fuck. Not even his own fucking radio station gave a fuck about it. Not even his own fucking radio station. I know what you mean, yeah. 
And especially all the people that are helped by the radio station. I, too. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And he was on there for years, and they don't give a shit about him. I had to call him and call him and call him and call him and fucking call him and PM him and PM him and PM him and finally, finally got their fucking attention, you know. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we love Donnie Gilson. We love Donnie. Donnie's just hung the moon. Donnie hung the moon. Oh, Donnie's in the mental institution. Uh, Donnie who? That's right. And we don't want nothing to do with him because now he's outspoken. Right, 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 right. You know, and I've been there because, I mean, I know that, you know, people tell me I'm I'm radical, I'm outspoken. They consider me um, controversial uh, danger yeah. because, you know, I'm not afraid to go in and tell somebody the truth. Yeah, neither. You know, I've even been told that by the police chief, you know, of my own town. Yeah. You know, he keeps telling me, Ed, you got so much information that everybody wants to hear you. Everybody wants to learn, but it's the way you go about saying it. Yeah, it is, Ed. Oh, I'm not denying that. That's the point. I agree with you. Uh, It's like, uh, you know, learning Dexterior uh, all over again and usually utilizing it for the best point of view compared to using the negativity with it. Because remember, it is what, it is not what you say, it's how you say it. I know. Oh, yeah. It's not what... Well, I agree you know, with you. Yeah, it has nothing to do with what you say. Nothing to do with what you say. It's how you say it. That's what counts. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on with Ed Johnston, and uh, this is Kyler Davenport on Alternative Public Radio International, and we are simulcasting live tonight on TalkShoe.com as well as a couple of other networks around the world. We are glad to have this 24-hour station back up and running, and we are dedicated to the cause. I tell you, we are here 24 hours, seven days a week. If we are not in board meetings or if we are not out on the road doing something with the mentally ill, um, which I'm mentally ill too, so I get along well with these people, if we're not out helping senior citizens, if we're not out, out doing the advocacy thing, we are here in the newsroom and we are on the radio. So uh, this is what we're going to be doing until they drag us out of here feet first uh, and put a toe tag on this cold, dead body. And uh, so you can just plan on hearing my voice and Ed Johnson's voice for a long, long time until we until we die. So, uh, Ed, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, and uh, I'm going to get some work done, catch up a little bit on a few things, and... I'm going to go over and look at a couple of those videos of you uh, raising hell in court, and I want to read some of these things you put on my page tonight. And I look forward. I'm going to be putting one big one here on property taxes. Okay, everybody knows what's going on with John Kitsop. This is you now they kidnapped me the day that I filed this with the uh, with Kitsop and the Department of Justice in Lincoln County because property taxes are voluntary. So long as that you are lawful of this country. Yeah, yeah. And this is the point that people get upset because they say, well, you're getting away with something I'm not getting away with, and you're getting away with something, you know, that, you know. Well, you're not really getting away. away. You're not really getting away with anything, are you? No, I'm just protecting my rights so that way my rights are passed down to your bloodline and others. I'm not getting away or doing anything wrong. Right. Right. That's right. the point. Right. I'm going by the Constitution and doing things lawful. 
legally. Not legally. Legally, as the British government, when they talk about the federal government in Washington, D.C., that is the Vatican and the British government. That's not American people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the point, and, and that's the point where I appreciate what you're saying, because I know I get radical and stuff like this. Uh, outspoken, people do get concerned about me because the way I say things, and, you know, I've got to learn a little more dexterous way of doing it. You know, but see, I mean, I had that once in a relationship. I mean, I had, you know, I had respect to one before, and that's how we worked with each other. You know what I'm saying. You know, I mean, I got to the point where when you lose it, you lose, you lose everything. What's the point? Well, I know you because I am you. You know, and I'm putting up this property tax structure so you can read the law. And I've got them actually at the Oregon State House on public record, admitting, admitting that your property taxes are voluntary and of House Resolution 192 with the property taxes, all you have to do is go in and sign for it. They bill it that way. Everybody still gets their check off the structure on your birth certificate bond. The way that they build it for the, uh, what is that, Executive Order 2040. Yeah. I may have a new you voice know? on. I may have a new voice on with a Sunday night. Maybe not. Uh, if he is, he's going to be mighty quiet because he's new. To this game, and he's. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I may not. I may not have him on, but it'll probably just be you and me and Piper. And if, and if Ed Roman wants to pop in, he can pop in. He's always nice to the add to the con- conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get off this uh, talkie walkie, and uh, I want to thank all of you for bringing my numbers up through the roof on all of our platforms. My numbers are sitting at 3,235 right now and 483 post engagement, which is really good, damn good for organic. I didn't pay for any of that, so we're going to try to keep those numbers up to about 5,000, which is unheard of organics. Unheard of, man. Unheard of. Our numbers are going through the roof, so thank you all for whatever you're doing out there. Thank you for doing it. Uh, so I'm going to wrap this thing up, and we will send you all uh, – a poster for Sunday night's show and uh, Ed will be on there and Piper will both be on there. The names will be on the poster this time now that we've got some time to do it. So y'all take care until next time. This is Ed Johnston, Kyler Davenport on APRI. We're out of here. Bye-bye. We're going to play a little music for y'all on the way out. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, thank you. Peace of God bless the great spirit and everybody. And please, we've got to work with each other to educate the children. Because remember, if you don't educate your children, your children have no future. Thanks, Ed. Peace out. Bye-bye. The game is over, boys and girls. You failed to take a stand. You've been blinded by the dragon and lied to by the man. Each and every one of you have nasty blood hands because you keep the dragon fat and bow to his demands. You fools who cry one nation under God and parade your religion before us all. You've all been standing front and center just before the fall. You lying, thieving hypocrites will beg on bending knees to have a rope put round your neck and be cast into the sea. Remember all those hopeless, helpless people that you were chosen 
chose to serve, the ones that gave you power that you did not deserve. Remember the little children that could not afford to eat? Remember all those homeless vets who died while living in the street? Remember the millions of elderly seniors who could not afford their meds? Not to mention those who tried to go to sleep at night on broken, worn-out beds. Remember all the lands invaded in the name of democracy, so you, the robber barons, could set the captives free. Remember all the lies you told, the bridges you took for fun. Remember playing God on high before the setting sun. I remember all the lies you told, the bribes you took for fun. Remember playing God on high before the setting sun. I remember what the prophet said about the men like you. The darkness has consumed you all. You're rotten through and through. If just one of you could hear my voice and ponder what I've said, if just one of you could get a grasp on these humble words you've read, if only one would stand up, come forward, and be true, the others in the shadows may come forth and stand with you. I would not want to take a chance on God, hell, fire, brimstone. If I were you, I would think real hard about the facing death alone. All the money in the world won't save you from the grave. There won't be chance for backdoor deals in death's old smelly grave. I will not even claim to know or even understand how God could let so many millions die at the hands of evil man. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, a piece that I wrote a while back, and uh, that was very fitting, I think, for tonight. Uh, my producer snuck that one in on me and kind of surprised me with it. I think we're actually going to open with that uh, on Sunday night. I think that's a really good piece. I'm going to reread it, though. There's a couple of places in there where I'm not really happy with, but uh, I'm going to reread it. That, I may not I may not reread it. That, that, that sounds pretty good. Only I would know the mistake. Uh, you all wouldn't catch it, so that's uh, that's probably cool. But I want to thank you all for letting us break into our normal programming with our uh, Thursday night uh, show here. Uh, it is Thursday, isn't it? Our Thursday night show, and uh, we will be back with you uh, Sunday night if we don't come on earlier. And I will let you all know if we have any breaking news to cover. We will break into the normal routine of uh, APRI music and talk and we we are going to be adding more content to the station also and we are going to be adding some pretty cool music to the station we're just trying to work out the details and the legalities of all that so until next time uh, you all take care keep us in your thoughts and uh, we'll see you on Sunday night bye bye Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.